Yes. And I think many of my clients come with this perception that they need to be perfect. But perfectionism is so different to everyone's perception, right? Um, the way I define perfectionism is different to someone else. And so it is just an illusion. So the best way to think about when you're ready is to just give it. Yeah. Uh, I to welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Gather podcast. I'm your host, Zeke. In this episode, I have Jocelyn Chong to speak about networking, coaching, and more. You can find more information about her by clicking the link in the description below. I'd like to give a content one of Sean Lane, which this episode. I hope you have a nice day and enjoy the show. Hi, my name is Jocelyn Chong. I am an international best-selling author. I am a networking specialist, high-performing sales speaker, and coach. So I'm delighted to be part of your podcast show today. Nice. Thank you for joining. So I guess the first question is, how did you get to where you are right now? Wow. Well, the shorter version is that I had always had a passion. I always had a vision. I always seek higher source to guide me, lead me. And sometimes the journey is not easy. Why do I say it's not easy? It's because it's never a linear journey. It's always winding. It's always up and down. And what I've learned is that those up and downs are designed to teach me lessons in life that is so powerful. And that if I see it from that lesson, I will know that I am learning very quickly. And the deeper that I reflect on the lessons and the quicker I shift and change, the faster my growth is. So in a nutshell, where I am today comes from a lot of failures, a lot of trials and tribulations, a lot of pain points that I recognize, excuse me. And what I did was I did not let it hold me back. All those pain points, all those things that didn't work out for me, all my failures, I didn't let it hold me back. I actually look into it, address it, Some I can look into it very quickly. Others takes a longer time. It's not the length of time. It's how willing and ready. And what I found is that the quicker I am willing to work through that discomfort and pain point, the more I'm going to learn new lessons and the quicker I'm going to succeed. So that is the shorter version of where (laughs) I am today. Nice. And with that, I guess I could talk about so what is networking? How can people do it effectively? A little bit of backstory in terms of what is networking. So for the last two decades of my corporate career, I am required to network, right? Network with um, people internally in the organization that I work with, which is 35,000 people. And externally with vendors, refer partners, with lawyers, with Center of excellence, we call them, because we need everyone to make the business hum. And what I've learned is that in the initial stage of my career, I wasn't intentional with networking. I didn't know you know, how to make the most out of networking time. And so I've been there. I ticked the box. I did the right thing. I was there. I was present. <clears throat> Excuse me for all that coughing. Um, but what I've learned was that 
I was not truly intentional with my approach. So I came to a point where I realized I want to walk into a networking event and get the most out of it. And I had to think about how I can approach it differently. So through all the different um, inverted commas mistakes that I made, I realized that there are ways to do it intentionally to get the most out of the results. From there, I created a process that now I teach my clients how to network intentionally because we can network offline and online intentionally now because with COVID comes the open opportunity to network through Zoom. And a lot of people can network powerfully, like my business is a global business, which allows me to connect with people across different countries, different continents, different culture, different parts of the world, different time zones. That is powerful. And so equally, if you go to the local networking event, it is also powerful because you know how to walk in with clear intention and clarity. And when you do that with clarity, you're just going to really attract the best people into your corner. Nice. So you have to have attention. You have to like, so what kind of, what would be somebody's attention with networking? Three things. Go in prepared. When I suggest what prepared is, is that you want to go in with the right energetics. You know, your demeanor, your behavior, your attitude is to truly be there to connect with people, to build genuine relationships, to get to know people who are like-minded, to really build that connection with them after you leave the networking event. Number two is you want to be present. You can be at a networking event, but if your mind and your whole body is not present in the conversation and you're not actively listening to the conversation, it really does not serve you. So being present in the moment is so powerful. And then when you go in with clear presentations, in a networking, people will ask you what you do, who do you serve, what you enjoy doing outside of work to get to know who you are as a holistic individual. And so be ready to share that and be ready to connect with others through moments that are quite vulnerable because you know a lot of times we want to put our best foot forward. Of course we do. But when you're vulnerable and you share your life journey, that's where human to human, heart to heart are connected as well because we are human beings. We've got different things in our journey and life events that sometimes doesn't always turn out right. To give an example, my second book launch that happened last year, one of the ladies actually passed away 24 hours ago. And I got the privilege to connect with her through this book project. And, you know, we had conversations. Of course, we went through the journey to collaborate, to network powerfully because she was a business owner as well, but she was going through brain tumor cancer. So that is just an example of us knowing how to connect with people and to also share heart-to-heart journey and trials and pain that we went through. And to really, I suppose, from this opportunity that I had, I had the privilege to understand her brain story, her legacy. And she has left just a beautiful legacy to us now because we shared in the same book collaboration project. 
So that's one example that, you know, it's not just the business side, but, you know, a lot of people come with different things, life events that happened behind the scenes in the business and how we can weave that in to really support one another powerfully. Yeah. Um, not forgetting the human aspect of these are people too, not just a uh, means or end. Correct. Correct, Ezekiel. Nice. So with that, um, how was coaching and why did you decide against why did you decide to get into coaching? Yes. I had always loved to see the greatness in people. And when I see someone, the first thing that comes very natural to me is I see someone's potential. And that's the eyes that I always notice. So throughout my career, I had always had a coaching uh, component in my job role. And every single one of them, I am coaching them towards their sales, success, towards life events, or it's financial coaching. And then it's business coaching. And then it's coaching entrepreneurs through how to set up their business. So when I consolidated all the years of coaching that I've done, I can see results and transformation in people's life. That then really showed me that that is my natural gift that I want to coach someone because I see their light bulb moments. I see their transformation. I see things move to be better for them. And so I thought, what better way to do even more and to be in my zone of genius when I am actually coaching someone that I can help them transform, whether it's issues with their relationship, whether it's concerns with how they're going to have more clients for their business, or how do they actually show up with their brand story so that they are clear in sharing what is their brand story that's aligned with their core values, aligned with who they want to be and how to embody their values, their energy in the right way. So that led me to where I am today, that I love just coaching people to see them succeed in what they do in life, whether it's, you know, speaking for success or it is really in their business. Those are the components that lights me up so much when I coach someone. Nice. So um, being able to see what's in somebody, what they can't see themselves sometimes. Mm. Yeah. And Ezekiel, here's the thing. We all need someone who can coach us because a coach is someone who is able to see the blind side of what your greatness is and really bring that to the forefront and say, did you know that you are so good in this and that they are able to see that blind side and they are able to extract the goodness out of you? So for me, that is my role. When I coach with someone, yes, I've got a coaching program, but ultimately the best part of the coaching component is to actually help you extract, untame, uncensor the beauty, the talents, the gifts that's already within you and actually access that even more in your life so that we all play and when we all dance in our own gifts and talents, the universe hum at a higher level and how good it is when everyone can lift up the energy of the universe um, and the world. Yeah. It's, like, it's great to be great, but it's also great to help others be great. Absolutely. You're spot on. 
And it's great that you was able to see um that um common theme in the different things you've done in your life that you was able like this is the same recurring thing that happens every single time. Exactly. And I think what is important when you recognize, you know, our listeners or audience listening to this is to know that whatever you do that is natural and effortless to you, that you feel the whole body head to toe is full of excitement, is in harmony with your values, is ethical, is credible, is serving humanity. You want to do more of that because you are in your position of power. And so keep, keep finding that if at any point in time, you may feel that you might be a little bit stuck or unsure, or sometimes you are in a space where, you know, all the pressures of life is holding on to you, then I invite you to think about how you can go in a place where it's quiet and think and reflect and listen to your inner voice and inner wisdom. For that small still whisper that tells you your own greatness because your own greatness is already within you sometimes we let the external voice of the world speak louder than our own voices in us and so i want to encourage everyone to really experience your own inner voice and inner greatness because it's getting you to bigger and better places and that you will serve humanity at a greater level Definitely. And what would you say is like your, like your coaching style? Like, how did you develop that? Over time, I get better. Like anything, you know, practice makes perfect. My coaching style is I would have a theme that I know this person is going through and that I will ask for their consent to go, are they ready to get coached? Because it's really important to ask whether they want to get coached on the theme or not. Because if they are not, then they are not ready to receive the coaching. It could be the best coaching style, but if they are not ready to receive the information and ready for change and ready to do the work, then it's not the right time to coach them. So number one is my coaching style is always get your consent and ask you what you want to get coached on. And I will help you because my coaching style is very much around giving you the depth by asking quality questions throughout the call. And it is bouncing of ideas. It is brainstorming. And then it is getting you to think in a way that I know what lights you up and offer you different perspectives. Because the more perspective you have, that is in line with your vision, your mission, and what you want to achieve in your goals, it will get you closer to exactly where you are and desire to be. And so that is my coaching style. I want to help you walk out from each call feeling that something is moving. Your knowledge is increasing. Your spirit is lifted up. You're getting more ideas. You're far more inspired. You're feeling every cell in your body, the excitement. That is my coaching style. Nice. And I've seen some of your testimonies online. How is it when you, what's that feeling like when you hear somebody's story back? Hey, this worked out. I'm thankful for what you've done for me. 
Testimonials are powerful. I'm grateful for all the testimonials that my clients have shared. You know, a lot of them reflected back to me because for me, I want my clients to quantum leap, which means if I can learn from my mistakes, I can share with them, they're going to actually find the results quicker, faster than going through the same pain points that could save them time, energy, and financial resources. And so I'm always very grateful because testimonials just really reinforce that what I've done is exactly how I'm going to help others be better and help them reach their highest version. Nice. And let's transition to your writing. So why did you start writing books and what was the process of writing each book? I have got four number one international best-selling books. Very blessed. Here's the thing. When I first think, thought about writing, I always thought that it's a one-day thing. That one day I will write it. And I thought, when will that one day be? And I asked the universe, how much more prepared should I be before I become an author? The answer is you're never ever going to be perfect until you write a book. It is in the writing and in the process that you learn so much about being an author. And one day I opened up my Facebook Messenger. Someone invited me to join a book collaboration project. And I told myself, this is going to be the one day. <laughs> so you can bring your one day forward by choosing that when an opportunity landed on Facebook uh, Messenger or Instagram DM or anything that you come across, either an email invitation, you can choose to make it that opportunity as an opportunity of a lifetime. So that was how I actually accepted that invitation. I don't need to know everything in detail. I just chose to pursue it and then things started to take shape for me. So that was how my publishing authoring journey came about. And every single book that I wrote, they are all unique in their own ways. The titles are unique. The themes are unique. The stories that I put in are unique. The writing journey is unique. And so I'm inviting anyone who's listening to this podcast that if you ever thought about writing in a book, do it. Don't wait because Today is your day. Today, you can say yes. And so it's in the process that you find out more about who you are, what stories, the writing journey, how you want to get deeper into other aspects of what you are passionate to do. It is actually that project that can accelerate your personal growth and transformation. And that would be what I invite people to think about writing. Nice. That one day, I think you, a lot of people, they feel like in the future they can do something, but then they forget that time passes in the future, it becomes the present, which then becomes the past. And then over time, you kind of forgot what you wanted to do. Exactly. You're spot on. And then you, some people want to be perfect, but you, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And you're not going to know what you want unless you start doing it. Yes. And I think many of my clients come 
come with this perception that they need to be perfect. But perfectionism is so different to everyone's perception, right? Um, the way I define perfectionism is different to someone else. And so it is just an illusion. So the best way to think about when you're ready is to just give it your best shot. Is that your best way of doing it? And are you willing to take feedback? Are you willing to improve? Are you willing to change and tweak it and um, ask for guidance and really adapt to the best way possible? And there's nothing like perfectionism. So give it your best go. Yeah, like even if you mess up, you could try again and then you're getting better and better. Yes, yes. And to keep trying, I think the art is whatever we have in front of us, don't let the fear of doubt, you know, um, fear of being judged, fear of others, you know, commenting on you or waiting for validation from others or the feeling of never good enough. Don't let those kind of um, indulging emotions, where I call them, hold you back. Move ahead. Take one step ahead. Even if you're one step, you're one step better, right? And surround yourself with the people who will want to nurture your success and really want to celebrate who you are and really want to champion the work that you do. Find people like that. If you're in a corner with people who are negative, then it's time. This is your cue to really start to look for groups that really see your greatness. We all need support. We can't do it on our own. So be surrounded by people who really, really want to champion your success and really, really want to invest in your growth and really want to clap, cheer you on, praise you. Those are the people who you want to really be around every day. Every day, every day. Definitely. And to circle back to the point where you said you got that message on Facebook Messenger, um, sometimes just staying ready and saying getting ready is like a good idea. You was kind of you wasn't like hundred percent ready, but you was ready enough to start the process of writing the book. Yes. And the universe always listened to our requests. Either you pray whichever you know higher source that you reach out to. Just trust that they will give you the best guidance and that if you continue to really feel the peace, the harmony, right? There's a difference between you feel at peace with it where your body and the butterflies in your stomach is like, that is your intuition that you're on the right path. And when you're on the right path, sometimes it's uncomfortable because you're doing something that you don't know and you have never done before. So... Let me give you an analogy. If you ride bicycle for the first time, of course, you're trying to balance the bicycle. You're going to learn to use the handles. You're going to learn to actually, you know, ride on flat ground or hilly ground. They're all different techniques and skill. But if you do it more often, you get better. You gain more confidence. You gain more clarity. You meet more opportunities that way too. And so my invitation for our audience and, you know, anyone who wants to take up a challenge is 
don't give up on the difficult part. It's part of the process to make you the best person ever. Definitely. The un- eventually that feeling will go away and then you get you can become a new challenge, you get the feeling again, but you're used to that feeling. Yes. Yep. You're spot on. <laughs> nice. Now I want to say I love your energy, even though I'm not reciprocating it. I love your energy. I really appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you. <laughs> and to continue, I want to talk about your side of a podcast where you're explaining your story to people. And how is that going? So when I first started a podcast, um, I wanted to just be a blessing. So my podcast was very much interviewing, interviewing other business owners and I wanted to put them in the spotlight because I wanted them to be able to use their voice to share their journey. And we learn very quickly when we learn through storytelling. And true storytelling, people can resonate with different events that happened in people's life. You know, whether it's sickness, whether it's losing someone you love, whether it's um, divorce, whether it's diseases that held someone back, but they overcome it and they had recovered from it. Whether it's business things that didn't go well, but they are able to learn from those lessons. Those are very powerful stories that people can go, yeah, I'm not alone. I'm not in an island alone. I am aware that around the world, other people are going through that and that can really encourage someone to move forward. And I believe stories can save a life as well, right? It's our words that can inspire. And so words cast spell. Words cast spell right? Let me say it one more time. Words cast spell. And so what words we say can really cast magical spells, miracles, transformation. And equally, if we don't use words in a way that is edifying to our soul, it can really hurt, disappoint, upset, pull someone down. Why not use every opportunity of the time that we can speak to lift someone up? And so those are the reasons why I had my podcast. Nice. I definitely love the message. And before we wrap it up, you have any questions or anything you want to say that we didn't go over in this episode? Well, listeners, if you have found that, you know, what I shared really infused a lot of, you know, wisdom into your life and you found that you've taken something away, that something, whether it's a piece of knowledge, a piece of advice, I would love to invite you to come into my website and connect with me through my website. I'm also a coach that offer one-on-one program and group programs as well. So if you're interested to come into my space and join anything that I am making offer at the moment, I would love to have you and help you move forward in whatever you do help you improve your skills, help you experience, you know, the blessed journey that is designed for you. And um, I hope to stay connected through LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Nice. Uh, I want to thank you again for joining the podcast. That brings another episode of the Let's Gather Podcast to a close. Again, you can find more information about 
Dustin Chung by clicking the link in the description below. For next week, I have Paul Barron, the founder and CEO of The Wall Printer, to speak about his business. Hope you enjoyed day, and I hope to see you there.